Peace, peace. Yes, Welcome yes. to another special episode of Out the Box Talks. I'm your host, Krill. I got my brother, A-Level. It's A-Level the Wiz. You know what it is. South Bronx Finest, A-Level the Flyers. What's up? What's Yo, good? good to see you yep. again, man. We back in Break Bread Studios. Shout out to Break Bread yeah. Studios. Our Freaka. Uh, Freaka in the house. Freaka in the building. Big ups, big ups, big ups. Special ha- day for you, happy too. Happy birthday, by the way. For real, she working hard, man, even on uh, her special day, you know, but shout out. Thank you for holding it down for us today. Um, We got a lot to talk about today, A-Level. My hat keep dropping, hold on. (laughs) Yeah, we got a lot lot to talk about today, man. Um, We're going to have a special guest joining us today. His name is Homeboy Sandman, so in a little bit he'll be calling the studio, his new album, Dusty, is out. It's entitled Dusty. So we're going to talk to him. But um, shout out to all the listeners checking us out. Remember, you could always catch us on anchor.fm. And you can look for Out the Box Talks. We're on Spotify. We're on um, Apple Podcasts. Instagram. You know, Instagram, all that, right? Yep, yep. So what's good with you, A-Level? And man, it's a lot of stuff going on. A lot of stuff to talk about. You know, Indeed. Got here kind of late, you know. But well, we gonna rock out and stuff like that. But you know, we gonna we gonna we gonna do this regardless. That's right. That's right. So, um, in the news, you know, it's a lot of newsworthy stuff happening over the past couple of weeks. But um, we heard that uh, Pharaoh Monch, his uh, his his was it his debut LP, Internal Affairs, debut solo, LP. the Internal Affairs LP, which is probably one of the flagship albums that set off the whole raucous records movement uh, wow. know, that is now defunct you know um still remember i had the had the had the poster in my college days at mercy college i had it it was that was that was posted up on the wall as well as black on both sides by most wow black. so but, this lp uh, is getting a, a, a official release right it's going right. to be on vinyl and streaming services right. well it was released before Mm-hmm. But due to a number of other reasons, it, that you know, it, it got taken out of print, and it's actually going to be coming up. This is the record that has um, Simon Says on it, right? Simon Says, which is probably his most notable record in terms of rich, achieving popular, you know, fame mm. or whatnot. Um, internal Affairs with the with the napalms in his hand, you know, that's that's to this day, which is basically. Who Pharaoh is, man, is, is, yeah. is the the firewater MC, you know, that just can just magically just do stuff with words. It's just retarded. But um, I remember tracks like that. He had a dope song with um, M.O.P., Show No Mercy. Wow. That was dope. That was retarded. Um, and when Cannabis, that was the whole Cannabis era, from yeah. 98 to 2000. That wow. was like the hottest dude to do a track with. And he, he Cannabis destroys yeah. that track on, on there with him as well, too. It's crazy too, cause like I feel like a lot of people have not gotten a chance to hear this album. Right. So I, I'm looking. I, I personally have not heard the album in its entirety. Um. So it's kind of cool to hear that it's finally gonna be back out for people to hear. Um. So I'm looking forward to that. And also I heard that most deaf. Well, Yasin Bey is actually gonna be. Um. So he pretty much put out. Uh, a, a studio album, but it was only available to be heard in, like in 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 person form, like not on a digital device, wow. not on vinyl, That's very right? Interesting. Right, and <laughs> I I didn't really know about this project, but I heard that it was debuted overseas earlier in the year, 
and it'll finally be coming to New York in November, but you could only listen to it in uh, exhibit style at, a, at the Brooklyn Museum. And from what I understand, wow. from what it's called Negus, N-E-G-U-S. And from what I understand, it's 28 minutes, eight tracks, and when you go into the exhibit, you, um, you have to put your phone, you gotta, they take your phone away so there's no technological distractions. Mm. So I'm really interested to hear what that sounds like. And I think I'm gonna get my ticket, man. Wow, I mean, how much are the tickets? I think it's like 20 to $25 per adult. Don't quote me on the price, but something like that. And I think they have, I think they have kids tickets as well. Mm -hmm. In fact, what I will do is I'm gonna link the ticket website, you know, where you can actually, you know, schedule a date and, and, and see that. But I think we should probably go check that I out. I think man. that's, that's interesting because this kind of reminds me of Woo with the whole once in, once upon a lifetime, yes. once upon a time in Shaolin, you know, where they are presenting an album, not as it's normally or traditionally presented and presenting it as an art piece you know, as an art piece. And um, basically, it's just a work of art that people get a chance to experience, you know, live, you know, that one time. The only drawback with stuff like that is when you, um, when you want to experience it again, like how are we going to do this again? Mm -hmm. And I guess with the record industry and everything just kind of just being kind of flatlining itself, you know, everyone's doing music now. There's plenty more people doing you know recordings now and producing now than it was 30 25 years ago yep. so i guess they're trying to add something new to it and make it a little bit more interesting and just basically just say hey well listen this is the one time one time only you may never get a chance to experience it again because it's never going to be released you know right. or people won't even get a chance to even record it that's why I'm, we're not even allowing people to you know bring yeah. their phones and anything like that I'm, I'm looking forward to that yeah now, hold that thought, because we, we're going to bring Homeboy Sandman in. Uh, he's going to be calling right now. But uh, let me just let the engineer know. I'm only hearing my right ear. Uh, my left ear on this side, I'm not hearing the audio. So we'll just give him a little time to, to fix that. And um, we're going we're gonna to come back to yeah. that, um, that Yasin Bay music experience. Yeah. You're listening to Out The Box Radio, giving you quality, independent hip-hop and soul. So, um, we're back. We had to take a little break. We were having some technical difficulties. Unfortunately, we couldn't get the phone lines to open up for um, Brother Homeboy Sandman to call in. So, my apologies. He had to, he had to break out. So, um, we'll try to reschedule him for another interview. Hopefully, we'll be able to get him back soon. But um, still, go out there, check out his album. It's called Dusty. It's on Mellow Music Group. Um, and A-Level, we're going to get back into our conversation because we have yeah, yeah, yeah. a lot of things we still want to talk the, to the audience about. So mm -hmm. thank you for still rocking with us. We're still here, Out the Box Talks. We're recording out of Break Bread Studios. Break Bread. Yes, indeed. Shout out to Afrika on the boards. Now, the next topic. Because we're going to come back to that Yasin Bey yeah. topic, which I do want to. Yeah. But the next topic I do want to touch on is um, talking about our brother Nas. <laughs> you want to introduce that one, A-Level? <laughs> Yo. Um, 
What what where was this article that we read it from? Um, that was um. Yo, let me find out. Hold on a second. Anyway, basically, it's an article where Nas gets interviewed and he literally tells the interviewer that I am no longer going to celebrate Illmatic. I've celebrated it enough. It was on wrapup.com. Wrapup.com. Yeah. And that he's not going to celebrate the album anymore. He just did a 25th anniversary salute to it, of which he did, you know, ceremoniously with a symphony, how many piece symphony, Mm -hmm. orchestra, you know, performing the entire album. Mm. And he's basically tired, you know, he's tired of doing it. So how do you feel? You know, how you feel about him being tired? Bro, you know, I, I put it to you like this, man. Um, he he put he also put it out there that he's had a 12 album career, 12 studio album career. Um, he's released, you know, 10 studio albums that are probably, you know, in his opinion, you know, much better mm-hmm. than than Illmatic. Mm-hmm. And this is the big hoopla on it. You know, shout out to One Mike once again. You know, because uh, you you got a lot of. Um, loyal Nas fans that will insist that Illmatic is not his best album. Right, right, right. Um, not for me. Mm. Um, Illmatic is his best. The reason why I say it's his best, not just necessarily because it's his best lyrical work, it was the best beats, rhymes, time period mm-hmm. captured in a bottle at one time. It was like lightning in a bottle. And I think this is the very thing that has haunted his entire career. Mm. He, 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 it's it's haunted him mm-hmm. because this you is can the, see it's haunting him. Yeah, yeah. You can see it's getting it's, it's annoying him now. You know because why have you ever had to release an album called Stillmatic, right? Yeah. If you're releasing Stillmatic, then you that just basically suggests that you know, you know, we we, we still haven't gotten past the whole Illmatic stage. You yeah. know, like that album is the album that you have yet to really surpass that standard. Because let's face it. Illmatic is not just a hip-hop classic album. Uh-huh. It has become a standard in music. Right, right. You're a standard in music now when you are observed in the Smithsonian Museum. Yeah. That's that's not just that's not just music anymore. That's like artwork being observed, you know. And when the album is actually picked up in Ivy League institutions and people are studying that album. Right, right, right. No one's studying Street's Disciple. No one's studying um, It Was Written. No one's studying uh, Hip Hop Is Dead. No one's studying Distant Relatives. No one's studying any other album in your career. And I think that is starting to frustrate him mm-hmm. now. Perhaps. I could be wrong. It, it's starting to bother him now. Because why is it that we're not having a 20th anniversary of um, it the, was end, written? the end? Why are we not having a how many anniversary of any other album in your career. Right, right, That's right, the right. only album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, honestly, Why? it's a good problem to have. I think it's that a makes great sense. problem. But I do understand his frustration. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not one of those fans of, of hip-hop or music in general where I feel like it has to be this way all the time, right? Mm-hmm. As many purists may, may take that, that stance, like, yo, every album has to be on the standard of Illmatic. I know that's, unpos- that's impossible to happen. So I understand his frustration. He even said that the album is beginning to take on a life, life of, of its, its own. own. Right. But to be honest, it's 
been taking on a been life of a its long own. time ago, you know. And I but, think the 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 aspects that make that an album where it's been taking a life taking on a life of its own is like look at the producers that were aligned with the album. Those are like classic producers to this day. Legendary you know what I mean? Producers. Legendary producers. You know what I mean? So um, I I understand his frustrations. Um, I just don't know if those frustrations will manifest into other albums being recognized. Maybe definitely not on par with Illmatic, but even being more recognized. But I think Nas has had albums through his career that have been celebrated outside of Illmatic. Just not like Illmatic. But just not like Illmatic. It's just hard to go up against. And here's where the frustration really steps in when you are an artist, right? What happens when what something that I created is either greater than anything else that I've ever created or it outlives me as an artist or it surpasses me as, as an artist? Mm-hmm. What do I do? How do I feel? How do I receive it then? You know, do I receive it like, you know what? Thank God I made it. There's some, there's some people that can't even say that they've even had one classic in their entire career. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to be performing that for as long as I, long as I have breath in my lungs, I'm going to continue to perform that. Or you can take the stance of I'm an artist that says, you know, Illmatic is not the beginning and the end of me. You know, I can make things better than that. So this is your pride kind of comes in now mm-hmm. as an artist. But pride versus how peop- how your fans receive the music, how general population receives your music mm-hmm. is two different things. And some artists, you know, kind of get stuck in those areas. You know, it's okay to have a one-hit wonder, in my opinion. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because there's some people out there that never have had a hit. There's some guys that get annoyed with performing this one song because they never really had achieved any real substantial success after that and they get upset and they get annoyed because they feel like they can and they just haven't so when you actually embrace that okay maybe i haven't and maybe this is it and maybe let's just maybe enjoy it for the blessing that it is you know you got dougie fresh and slick rick you know they've gone on to make other hits but when they perform worldwide the show and lottie dottie it's magic there's nothing wrong with having one magical, you know, release, one mm-hmm. magical moment that mm-hmm. you constantly celebrate over and over and over, over again. Over and over again, yeah. It's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I agree, man. I think, like I said, this this album is hard. Like this album is just. It's not an album that you could only just compare to his discography. You could compare this album to multiple other legendary album discographies and it'll still be you can compare it'll have that the edge. album to other albums in music right other genres <laughs> this ain't just be... a hip-hop thing yeah. y'all you know what i'm saying that's yeah. why you said it became bigger than what it went than we yeah, thought yeah, it was yeah. you know i think he's at this point in his career where is there anything else for Nas to achieve? Do you think? There's plenty of stuff. It's probably for him. always, right? There's yeah. plenty of stuff for him. But he's to done so much. The issue is, I don't think Nas really believes he is who the people think he is. I don't think he sees himself that way. Mm. I don't think he sees himself as having to go into the studio 
and let me do this album with Premiere that I've been promising people for a long time. For. Right, 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 right. I don't feel like I have to do that. But your fans want that. He never wants to seem to want to do what his fans want him to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's actually stated that on record. I make my own rules, do my own plans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gangsters do what they want. Suckers do what they can. You yeah. know, like... Yo, speaking of Primo, man, we got a new Gangstar album coming yeah, real yeah. soon. Mm-hmm. What's the release date on that? It's um, November, right? I don't, I can't remember the I date. I believe it's in November, but I must tell you this right now. Um, I'm kind of leery about posthumous albums. You know what I'm saying? As most I, people are, yeah. I, 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 Gangstar holds a very special place <laughs> for me in, in my heart, and I would rather it not. If it's not the the, the stellar you know, quality that I've come to know and experience when Guru, with, with Gangstar, when Guru was alive, uh-huh. I'd rather not. You know? Interesting. I, 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 I could not. dig it. I that's could just, dig it. That's just like with Dilla, you know what I'm saying? Like, you yeah. know, people just continue to rhyme on his tracks and stuff uh-huh. like that. We don't really know what that artist would have been doing, you know, when they were alive, you know? Yeah. But things are just really just that, you know, I guess bland with music right now that, you know, <laughs> We're just really looking for things like hearing a posthumous Gangstar album, you know? Yo, it's the first new album in 16 years. Now, let me just say this. I totally agree with you. Mm-hmm. But I have to say, the tracks that I've heard so mm-hmm. far, mm-hmm. and there's only been two that were released, them joints is banging, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, and it sounds like Guru never left. Like it just it, his his vocal presence is just official. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. like he like there's features. Well, the first track uh, features J Cole, and Guru shines way bigger than J Cole on that track. J Cole does his thing, mm-hmm. and then 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 we have the next track that just came out. I'm trying to get the the names. Um, and the way the way Guru spitting on that track, so raw. It's called Bad Name. Um, and the album is full of, let me see, it's 16 tracks. The first track with J. Cole is called Family and Loyalty. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other joint that they just put out is called Bad Name. But what's dope about the album is that it ain't just anybody featured on this album. You got Gangstar Foundation heads up in dope. here. Yeah. Or heads that you would you would think Gangstar would have worked with back right. in their prime. Right. So like MOP is featured on here. Q Tip is featured on here. Group Home is featured on here. They go on a track with Royster Five Nine. I see um J Ru is on here. They got Talib Kwali on here. Uh they got Big Suge on here and Freddie Fox Freddie on Fox. here. So um you know, it's 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 their core. Right. That still doesn't excuse what we tend to see happen with posthumous albums. Right. But I can say that because Primo is one half of the group and Primo has maintained his integrity right. as Primo's a producer. Yeah. I feel like this album is going to be done right, right. As best as you could probably get a posthumous album to be. Right. Because he knew. So I'm hoping for the best. He knew Guru yeah. already, the way he flowed, what his cadence was, right. his timing was. So that's easy for somebody like him, who's a producer, who was the one literally crafting all of these tunes. Right, right, right. For all those years. Absolutely. Know? Absolutely. Yeah. 
So I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. So um, let me just get the date, man, because I, I like to give people the dates, man. Sometimes I forget. But it says it's going to be out November 1st. Expected to drop November 1st, which is a Friday. So that's coming up real soon, right after Halloween. Right. <laughs> we're going to get, um, I think, as a, yeah, the day after Halloween, we're supposed to get this new Gangstar album, which I'm, I'm looking forward to, man. I saw a top. Uh, it's entitled One of the Best Yet. One of the How best you feel yet. about that title? That's dope. That's the perfect, perfect title. But they got to live up to that. Hey, you know, Full Clip is probably one of my favorite favorite songs right there. So just me just hearing that One of the Best Yet. Yeah. Because that's one of the, the, the lines that come out in the chorus for that song. Oh, One, that's one of the Best Yet. Nice. Nice like that, you know. I, I love that. I love that title. Because I don't necessarily feel that it has to mean that this album is the best album that we've put out. Okay. We are one of the best yet. Yeah. Wow. So Gangstar is one of the best, you know. Yeah. One of the best. One of my top top five groups. You know what I'm saying? Let's do this. Uh, we're going to go to a quick music break. And we're going to play. Mm-hmm. Uh, which track you want to play? Bad Name or the, or the track with J. Cole? Uh, let's go with, let's go with Bad Name. All right, let's, let's go with that track, um, from, uh, the, uh, the new Gangstar album, the, uh, one of the best yet, and, uh, we'll come back, man, uh, shout out to everybody listening on Out the Box Talks, uh, keep lock, keep it locked with us, we're also on Mixcloud, so if you want to actually hear the show with the music involved, you know, we're about to go to this music, you know, check us out on the mixcloud.com, our out the box radio page. So it's Krill, A level, out the box. We're gonna go to this music break and we'll come right back. You're listening to Out the Box Radio, giving you quality, independent hip hop and soul. Alright, we're we're back. You in tune to Out the Box Talks. I'm your host Krill, got my brother and my co-host. A Lev. A Lev in the place A-Lev. to be. A-Lev, you, you shorten it a little bit? Just <laughs> A-Lev now? Up, you know I like that, I like that. <laughs> so, um, you know, we just, uh, if you're listening on Mixcloud, we just played the um, the new Gangstar track, Bad Name, which is off of um, their upcoming album, One of the Best Yet. So by the time, you know, November hits, we should have heard the album and we could come back and talk about that. But um, we got some more things we want to talk about. Shout out again to the brother, homeboy, Sandman, who we were supposed to have on the show today. But yeah, the caller didn't go through, and my apologies on that. But we're going to get him at a later date. So just keep it locked here with us at Out the Box Talks. We're going to make sure we work it out for y'all, our great listeners out there, you know. So um, we got some other topics we want to talk about, A-Level. What else is um new in the scene that... It's a few. We also got um, Questlove and his uh, opinions about the most underrated groups of all time. Uh, one of the groups that came that came to his mind was uh, De La Soul. De La Soul. And I really didn't get a chance to really get into why specifically he stated that they're the most underrated. I'm going to tell you right now. But go ahead. No, go ahead. All right. Yeah. So he... He pretty much was saying that he chose them as the most underappreciated because um, a lot of people have, they've influenced a lot of people and they haven't gotten the credit for right. their influence. And I think 
De La Soul is a worthy pick for being underappreciated because of what they went through with the label. They, it was Tommy Boy that they were signed to, right? Mm-hmm. And you know what's so funny about that label? <laughs> I don't know how much or have you gotten a chance to see the Wu-Tang saga, which is something I want to talk about, brother. Yeah. But I believe RZA was signed to Tommy Boy. He was. And as Prince same, Rakim. As Prince Rakim. <laughs> and... They dropped him, as you'll see in the actual series, and you probably know from history right. as well. But Tommy Boy dropped him after that record. The, the, I think it was the, um, the De- Denise Williams. Originally, I think it was sampled by Denise Williams. We love you, Rakim. Right, right, that right. record. Right. And the record um, didn't do well, according to Tommy Boy, and then they ended up dropping him. Right. And... If you look at the series, or if you just know the history, you'll see how 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 the effect it had on him. It made him sad, but it was probably the best thing that could happen to him because he went on to form Wu Tang. Wow. So I'm like, yeah. I'm thinking about this. I'm like, damn, man. Like RZA actually escaped. That was actually it. a blessing. That's that, a blessing you know, for that. him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Not to make this about you know RZA and stuff, but it's just it kind of the two coincide with the same label. Mm-hmm. So going back to what Questlove was saying, it was like, yo, like they didn't get the credit. Um, and a lot of people, a lot of things they were doing is what he was saying, like his, their style, maybe their skits, all of the things they were doing, a lot of artists came after and took pieces they, of they that. They invented the skits, bro. And the, the skits really started around the De La Soul is Dead LP. Mm which is like the second album. Right. You know what I'm saying? The first album, Three Feet High and Rising, just groundbreaking. Right. Set a whole new precedent in hip-hop music when everybody was rocking the gold chains and Kangos and everybody trying to sound like Run DMC and stuff like that. You know, they brought Afrocentricity. Um, The first to really actually, let's say, you know what, it's okay and it's cool for us to look weird. Mm. and different right. from what y'all expecting. But right. at the same time, we're not any, we're not suckers, we're not punks, you know what I'm saying? We just see things and see life a different way than Absolutely. what you're normally accustomed to, you know, seeing. You know, so, uh, I, I still remember Biddy's in the BK Lounge and all these, all these great um, things that happened on that album that eventually started to um, evolve mm. by the time they got to the AOI series, mm. you know, where they would just have these interludes with, with, with Black Thought and others, and just emulating other other MCs and things like that in between tracks. So they 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 innovated the the, the whole what we call the skit in one aspect. Um, they also gave birth to you know the groups like the Roots. Which is what I want to go into is like, I'm not so sure if Questlove mentioned that because I'm, pr- I'm probably sure he's not going to say that about himself or his group. But I think the Roots are probably the second most underappreciated group. And Interesting. I think for the fact that 
one mic again because I, I I spar with these guys a lot about it. And <laughs> Shout I, out I to one mic. It's a, it's a, for those that don't know, it's a Facebook group. It's called One Mic um, that we tend to um, frequent post in and comment in. But we also have our own group called Hip Hop Thinks Out the Box. Right. So if you want to be a part of that, either group is dope to join. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, yeah, if you want to be a part of that, it's Hip Hop Thinks O U T D A B O X. But go ahead. Yeah, I mean. When it comes to the roots, I think for the fact that there haven't really been that many bands in hip hop history mm-hmm. outside of Stetsasonic, you know, that have actually um, achieved some sort of notable notoriety, you know, they get the stigma of we don't really take y'all seriously because we're not really that used to that many bands. And when you looked upon as a band, we look upon the musicality being a little different than what we normally do in hip hop. Mm-hmm. Just for the fact that one of you is playing a bass and one of you is playing a guitar and piano and it just happens to be one of you that's rapping. Mm-hmm. You know, and then now that devalues the MC in that group who's literally made some of his best work with that group. Mm. Things Fall Apart got me through college, bro. Yeah. You're talking about from table of contents, Black Thought, y'all, all of y'all want to talk about, oh, he done made no classics, and oh, he didn't do this, and oh, they he didn't do that. They be hating on Black Thought Stop for the wrong reason. Stop man. disrespecting that man. You know, I get it. You know, you want to debate about putting him in a GOAT conversation, and he doesn't deserve to be GOAT. Okay, I give you that. I give you that. That's on, that's on you, but... Stop dismissing it, dismissing this dude like he ain't never done nothing, mm. you know. Because for for most of y'all, just really be honest. You, you just because you what you've heard on the Funkmaster Flex Hot 97, that's something that many of us who follow our fans of Black Thought have been knowing that he can do that for over 25 for, years. Yeah, yeah, that's nothing. So stop treating this man like he just came out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? That's that's disrespectful. You know, you know I, I wouldn't think of the roots, but you make an interesting point. You know what I mean? Um, and I think they do that because how can you dis- dismiss a guy's work because you're saying that he didn't do any solo work when primarily majority of the time he was the only prime solo lead vocalist on the group outside of Malik B. Mm-hmm. You know, then we yeah, started I, hearing less and less work from Malik B and... Um, and um, What's the other dude? Oh man, slipped my mind. But he's also from the Fifth Dynasty as well too. I know who you're talking about Dice Raw. Dice Raw. Yeah. So outside of them two dudes, this is Black Thought doing the majority of the work. Yeah. Hip hop, love of my life with Common. Yeah, that's yeah. that's stellar. I um, always uh, felt uh, yeah. A uh, 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 double trouble with most Def. Stellar. You know, so. If you were actually really, a lot of you hip-hop fans claim you're listening to music, if you listen to the bars that he's doing on there, his bar work on that, then it shouldn't be really pretty much off the cuff to say that he is not included in a GOAT conversation. Mm-hmm. If you're really listening. But if you're listening to it from an out, you know, looking at it sideways like, you know, uh, I'm already going to look at it, you know, and critique it a certain way because y'all bigging it up you mm-hmm. know and i'm not a fan of it so i was never involved in it so now let me just start knocking it mm. come on man that's not fair mm. that's not fair give, 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 give it a fair listen you know yeah yeah because i mean we don't even have to go there we can go to illadelph half-life bro yeah 
Listen, man. <laughs> the you roots, know, I, I think when it comes to roots and, and discography. I'm sorry not to interrupt yeah, you. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. You know, and also for the fact that they've actually succeeded to the levels of being on on, on night on night shows. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. On, on, on Jimmy Fallon. They're the in-house band. So hip-hop underappreciates them. Why is that? Because they, they have a, a regular gig, you know what I'm saying, outside of recording, of which they have, a, have still given you stellar work. You know, they're one of the most underappreciated groups as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and there used to be a time where I think there was this stretch of like year after year after year, the Roots would put out a new album. They haven't put out an album in a long time. Um, but to speak to your point about uh, Black Thought being like the prime MC, like I always looked at the Roots album. Like I was never this dude that was like, yo, I want a Black Thought album. Although I thought, although the idea of getting a solo Black Thought album was dope, I just was never like, yo, I need a Black Thought album because I always felt like that was the Black Thought album, the Roots right. album. Because that's who you mainly heard. I'll put it to you like this, bro. You know what that's like saying? That's like saying, uh, I want to hear a solo Chuck D album. Right, or a solo Mr. Cheeks <laughs> album. You know what I mean? Like, What does that mean? <laughs> what does that really mean? Word. On a group, classic, legendary group yeah, like yeah. Public Enemy, who's the person that's giving you all of the bar work on that album? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Chuck. So, see, I really need to, to cut it out. Yeah. You need to cut it out. Yeah. You know? I got to think about, um, you know, that raises the question, underappreciated MCs. I'm not sure who would be considered as an underappreciated, no, not underappreciated, and the underappreciated groups. Yeah, I but took I'm sure it there's the underappreciated MC thing, MCs yeah, too. Groups, Billy. But that's a, that's, a, that's a worthy category too. I got to think about that. But I think you're on to something with the roots, you know what I mean? Yeah, man. I mean, just just really, really cut it out, man. I mean, you really guys really have a gem and you have a rose that, you know, that is sitting in the garden, you know, that needs to be enjoyed, right. needs to be appreciated and smelled and experienced and, you know, before that's gone. And when that's gone, there's no time to be talking about it when it's over. Exactly. You know? So definitely shout out to Quest Love. Um, he actually he actually mentioned this thing about De La Soul being underappreciated on a, another podcast called a Fired Up Podcast with Brad Jenkins. But he's also promoting this new show, which actually aired already. It's called Hip Hop, The Songs That Shook America. Mm-hmm. Have you got a chance to check that out? I think it's on AMC. I've heard about it. Yeah. I've heard about it. I didn't really get yeah. to look into it like that. Yeah. They said it's his show, his upcoming show. So it's probably... Worthy of checking out. Yeah, definitely, definitely worthy of checking out. I love Quest Love's commentary on things. I love his perspective. He, yeah. He he does things from a very intellectual standpoint. Mm-hmm. He's an intellectual, and I like that 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 um what what he brings to the table. Right. When it comes to that. Right. So moving right along, you know, <laughs> got a another Come back topic. To Most again. You yeah, know. you want? Yeah, let's go back to that because we we don't have a lot of time before the show was up, but um. Back to the whole Yasin Bey, Negus, studio album, studio recording. I don't even know if I should call it an album, but it's a studio recording that will be aired in an exhibitionist style at the Brooklyn Museum. 
How do you feel about that? I mean, like, yeah, how, how I do mean, you experience something like that? Let me let me say this. I think I said it on this show some years ago. I feel like music in general has reached a place where, in the digital age, in the in the in the um, with the creation of the iPod and iTunes and streaming music the experience that you get when you listen to an album is not the same as it used to be when you used to have to flip a cassette Mm -hmm. or even a cd you know um you didn't have these playlists this thing called this idea of this play this playlist on your digital device you just had the album and you had to press buttons to go through it with a cassette player, you had to hit play. So I felt like you got a chance to experience the album in its entirety um, in a more comprehensive way than we do now. Right. Because you could just shuffle or you could just switch to another song. So this That's a good point. approach is similar to that. I'm sure there's going to be a different outcome, but I like it because... You're, you're forced to listen to the project without those distractions, right? So I'm curious to see how that feels for me. That's why I want to actually get a ticket and go to it. I don't want to miss this. And I, I see there's a lot of opportunities with the ticket. Definitely don't want to miss it. I mean, yeah. it's his first release in how many years? Yeah. I think the last one that I heard from him was Ecstatic, I believe, you know? Yeah. He actually put out another album that was only like streaming on title. Yeah. Boy, I forget the name of it, but it I didn't like it at all. Yeah, and Ecstatic was probably the last release that I actually really appreciated yeah. from him. Yeah. You know, I love that album. You know, yeah. between the the the, the Dilla track, um, a track with um, um, Georgia and Muldrew. Oh yeah, yeah. Georgia was on there. It was yeah. a Madlib track on there. It was a Slick yeah. Rick track yeah. on there. Slick Rick yeah, was the, featured the, on the there. Yeah, the track with with um with Most and Quali, the history track on there. Yeah, that was the wasn't that the Dilla beat? Yeah. Yeah, that was the Dilla beat. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, but to your point, yeah, music because of the fact that the digital age has really kind of, I guess, desensitized you know, how we normally consume music. Mm-hmm. Like you said there, everything is a shuffle and play and play to the next track. Mm-hmm. You know, the one of the things that I appreciated, you know, coming up, growing up as a youngin' and going to a record store, the experience. This is not about just buying a record. Going into a record store, looking at the artwork, looking at the album covers, reading the liner notes. Mm. Some people are not really that nerdy about music as I am, you know. Right, right. You have, I think, I think digital, the digital age really benefits the passive listener, a person who is just really listening to music for the moment. Let me go back to uh, cooking for my family, right? And let me go back to my job and go here and go there. It's just passive. But for the, but for, for the focused, dedicated listener mm-hmm. who is following this music and following the artist. They're losing out. Mm. 
with them liner notes not being there anymore. Right, right. Because the liner notes kind of bring you into the experience. Absolutely. If I'm if if this is something that I like and that I love and I really appreciate, I want to really know everything about it. Yep. Who was who was engineering it? Who mixed it? You know, who who produced it? You know, who was executive producer? You know, who was involved with putting together this wonderful piece? Right. And the digital age, you know, is kind of takes that away. You don't really get that. Absolutely. So now that you get a chance to actually be inside of a museum and experience that, I think that's dope and I think that's so different. Absolutely. The only thing that sucks about it is that I want to be able to experience that again. Yeah. And that's the whole point of just having these records. A record is a document to be experienced again and again. Like like a book or yeah. anything else. I, I read it one time. It's not just to be read one time. When I go back through it, I want to read it again and I'll find something new from it. I'll peel away more layers. Yeah. Records actually give you an opportunity to do that. Yeah. I mean, I I would hope that they release it in some physical form in the future. But according to this article here that I'm seeing on OK Player, I'm saying that his latest studio recording, Negus, will not be released in any digital or analog mediums. Um, but I actually like this project. I'm more fond of this studio project, whatever you want to call it, um, than the Once Upon a Time in Shaolin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because I don't know um, if we'll ever get a chance to hear that one, right? But at least this makes the attempt of being unique in how the listening experience is presented. And I'm just, I'm cool with that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I, I'm learning to live with what artists are doing. Right. And if I'm not feeling it, I'm learning to just be like, you know what, I'm not gonna mess with it. I'm gonna go to what I like. I'm pretty sure it's gonna be amazing. Because yeah. I mean, I don't know if people, too many people have been to uh, uh, most Def or Yassine Bey uh-huh. um, concert and seen him experienced live. That dude is a great performer. So, you know, I, I have no doubt in my mind that the concert's gonna be dope. Yeah. Because he's he's such a such a great talent. Yeah, yeah. Especially on stage. Not too many not too many talents really have great stage shows. Yeah, yeah. Some yeah, people yeah. are better recording artists than they are, you know, on stage. Yeah, yeah. He's I, great on stage. Yeah, that's what I've heard. I've seen him a couple of times. I haven't been blown away, but I, I I've seen I think the the one the the show he did. We saw him uh, last year at. Was there a Brooklyn Hip Hop Festival? Yeah, last year or was it not? I think it was. I don't think I was at that one. There was one last year. I took uh, my son Kyan. Shout out, shout out to Kyan, Kyan De Niro. Right, um, right, right. You know, um, took him there, and it was Black Star. It was Black Star. It was the Black Star concert. Dope, I think dope, that was dope. the last Brooklyn Hip Hop Festival, yeah. and. We waited for a long time for them to get on the stage, but boy, was it, was it worth, worth it. the wait. That's what's up. Because I mean, when they get on stage, it's like yeah, them yeah, dudes yeah. have they have a they have a, a chemistry, chemistry that's, yeah. that's magical when they yeah, get on stage. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then you get most, and he just he'll go from rapping and then just start singing on stage. It's just Word. it's just dope, you know. So, man, I can't believe <laughs> our time is up already, yeah. man. We spoke, but we spoke my about bad, a lot. Y'all, my bad, y'all. You know. Yeah, we spoke we spoke about a lot, man. I know A level you came in a little late, but yeah, we yeah, rocked out, yeah, we got it through. Yeah, yeah. Um, but um 
let me just say this, man. Shout out again to Sister Afrika in the studio. Happy birthday again. Oh, Thank oh, oh. you. Let's get some for applause. Being here. Big ups to you. <laughs> um, and shout out to our listeners, man. Word. Remember, you can catch us on Out the Box Talks, O U T D A B O X. We're on Instagram uh, at Out the Box Media. Remember, it's the duh with a D A, right? We keep it the. The Ebonics way or whatever, <laughs> whatever you Not know, a the, 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 the hip-hop way, the flavorful way, let me <laughs> say that. Um, but yeah, Hip Hop Thinks Out the Box is the, is the group, the Facebook group, the Instagram is Out the Box Media, the Twitter is Out the Box Media, and the Facebook page is Out the Box Radio. So keep it locked with us. Uh, remember, you can catch our podcast, Out the Box Talks, on Anchor.fm. We're also on Spotify. We're also on Apple Podcasts and a number of other places that you can find streaming podcasts. Um, it was a pleasure talking to you today, A-Level. Always a pleasure. Any last words? Uh, stay tuned. That's the, that's, the, that's the only thing that I have to say at this time. Stay tuned. Just keep listening. Keep supporting. Um, quality me- quality media for quality content. That's what's up. And uh, just a shout out, um, in addition to Homeboy Sam's new, Sandman's new album, Dusty, there's also a new project that recently came out, the Black Moon album. Uh, I think it's called Rise of the Moon. Mm-hmm. Um, we're trying to get them brothers in the studio too, so yeah. we'll cross our fingers for that. But shout out to Buckshot, Evil D, and uh, five, 5FT. Shout out to Buckshot, just- which was probably one of our first first interviews i think it was our first out the box tv yeah. shout out to buck yep you know what i mean yep so until the next episode you catch us in another two weeks keep it locked catch our older episodes and keep it locked to out the box media peace